Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com. Thanks, Tom. It's great to be here tonight and uh, carrying on this whole series of mission. You know, this lockdown is, just keeps going on and on and on, doesn't it? And um, more and more people are getting caught up um, with a, a wedding or the funerals, uh, the schooling, all sorts of things are being impacted now. And uh, I just noticed uh, yeah, last week, one or two people just asking uh, how they're going to move house, that uh, their, their rents are coming due, new houses to go to, some people are buying houses. Um, how do people practically help them? And uh, I go dog walking, take my uh, golden retriever every morning to um, a, uh, a, a nature reserve near where I live and uh, always see numbers of dog walkers there. And one guy in particular is in his 70s and uh, for the last few years we've kind of met up a certain time and just walked around the, the nature reserve with our dogs. And, and at the very start of this lockdown he was very nervous about going out and so uh, my wife heard about this and just offered him that uh, if he gave her a list, um, she would go on a Tuesday and a Thursday and do a, his shopping. And literally, that has gone on now all the way through um, the lockdown, and um, I think we'll go on for a, a while longer. He's been so pleased about that. And, you know, it does make it so much easier to talk to him, to challenge, to um, exchange views. His, his view of uh, of us, it just he liked me anyway because we were uh, seeing each other for so long. But it, it kind of goes to another level when you're able to serve practically. Um, we've got a, a hedge that joins with our neighbour at the front, and uh, I've just over a long time now. Every time I cut my hedge, I think it's only five minutes, ten minutes, just to go and do it all the way around and, uh, and cut her hedge as well. So that's what I've just been doing now. And uh, well, a lot of down was when we had that kind of temporary ease, which uh, now in Greater Manchester has been uh, locked down again, that you could have a neighbour into or a friend into your back garden. Uh, I invited her with her partner and said, would you like to come have a glass of wine, uh, have something to eat in, in her garden? She said to me, she said, Colin, you've been doing my hedge all this time. It'd be great to get to know you uh, better. So yeah, yes, please. And, you know, interesting, because people always ask me what I do, which first question, and so when they hear I'm a minister, um, it was just fascinating how just the conversations open up. And uh, serving um, has become a major part of how we're helping each other um, uh, through which is now an extended time. You know, Martin Luther King Jr. said this, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. You don't have to be a college degree to serve. You don't need a heart. All you need is a heart full of grace 
a soul generated by love. Everybody could be great because anybody could serve. You know, Mother Teresa put it like this, at the end of life, we will not be judged by how many diplomas we have received, how much money we've made, how many great things we've done, we'll be judged by, I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was naked and you clothed me. I was homeless and you took me in. You know, they're words that Jesus uh, said and uh, she exemplified that serving spirit. We're looking, as Tom said, at the whole um, idea of mission and uh, we're using the word mission as an acronym. We talked about meals together, which I was able to do uh, with our neighbour a while ago. We had a great time talking about interceding for people and we had Hannah who works for um, the uh, university uh, organisation uh, serving students in, uh, in Christian ways, how she teaches people how to pray for five people and so we, we had a, a, a great evening looking at that and uh, this evening we're going to look at the first S which is serve practically. I want to take as uh, my Bible reading and uh, some of the uh, content from a, a, a thing that happened in Paul's life. Paul had spent three years on mission in Ephesus and uh, seen loads of people saved. In fact, it said that uh, through that mission in Ephesus, the whole of Asia, which is like modern day Turkey now, heard the gospel and there was churches planted all the way through and so he has this three-year mission in Ephesus and then he leaves the people to go on and uh, look at some churches that he planted before and also to keep preaching the gospel and then he decides to go to Jerusalem and on the way he's desperate to see how things are going in Ephesus and uh, he wants to encourage the leaders there so he doesn't stop at Ephesus itself because I think he thinks if I stop at Ephesus, everybody will want to talk to me. And so I'll be there. I'll never get to Jerusalem. So he stops a little bit further up the coast and calls for the leaders to come to him so they could just see how things are going and also give them some instructions. And I just want to read a few verses from Acts 20, verse 17 uh, to 21. And... Uh, and this is Paul as he instructs these um, elders. He says, Paul had decided to sail on past Ephesus. That's what I've just said. He didn't want to spend any more time in the province of Asia. He was hurrying to get to Jerusalem. So here you can see, he didn't want to spend time with thousands of people, if possible in time for the festival of Pentecost. But when he landed at Matthesis, he sent a message to the elders of the church Ephesus, asking them to come and meet him. When they arrived, he declared, You know, from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, I have done the Lord's work humbly and with many tears. I have endured trials that come to me from the plots of the Jews, and I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. I have one message for Jews and Greeks alike, and that is the necessity of repenting from sin, turning to God, and having faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. The necessity of repenting from sin, turning to God, and having faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
That was his, that was his gospel message. Turn away from sin, turn to Christ, repent, and uh, Christ will forgive your sins. That was his message, or encapsulated, he, had, he wrote whole books on uh, our nice message to the Romans and to the Ephesians and, and many others. So, but he had a message that he was preaching. But in this kind of instruction to the elders, he said, look, I, I lived a life and I want you to remember not just what I said, but how I lived. And uh, he says, you know how I lived the whole time with you. And so his, his, his life was an open book. He was in and out of their homes. He didn't kind of come and go to a posh hotel um, and, uh, and, and stay there and just come out to do some teaching every day. No, he was part of the community. And so it says that he served the Lord. Verse 19, he starts by saying, look, I served the Lord with great humility and tears. Paul predominantly was a servant. And uh, it says in some of the start of some of his letters, like in Philippians 1, 1, he says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus. And so Paul wanted people to know, he wanted these leaders to know, first and foremost, I was a servant. He served them, but he served them because he first of all served the Lord. And uh, really, really important to elevate the whole thing of servanthood. You see, you know, serving someone and going to Aldi, Morrison's and Tesco to get their food twice a week or cutting someone's head or helping someone move or helping people who've had babies uh, with uh, food and, and stuff like that. There's many things I know that numbers of you have been doing. And uh, it is great. And sometimes we can see, we can see kind of worship on one plane and serving others on another. It's almost like that's the kind of practical, human-y thing to do. And then there's the worship, prayer, Bible study. Paul wants to say, no, first of all, I serve the Lord. Serving is towards God. And so uh, we you see this cascaded down with Jesus in Philippians 2.6. Says Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant. Really important that Jesus was the great servant. He came to serve. And so, first of all, when we're looking at mission and serving and some of the outworkings of that. Let us understand this is an act of worship. This is our uh, obedience to God. We are first servants of the Lord. And then he talks about some of the attitudes of being a servant. He said he served with humility. You know, there's nothing worse than someone helping you who's condescending who feels like they're doing you a good turn. You, you, you know you can get feel it in their spirit, you can feel it in their attitude. They're, they're almost looking down on you, feeling like more important and it's like I'm, I'm here to serve you and, and this, this kind of almost superiority of I've got something to help you with. And unfortunately, 
easy to creep in uh, to uh, the way we serve. But Paul said this, look, I served with great humility. Such a big statement. And uh, again, we see in Jesus's life, said in, in Philippians 2, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. As I said, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Okay? So this whole humility, as I mentioned a couple of times now, that's how it was with Jesus. He humbled himself. He became part of us. As the message says, he, he came into our neighborhood. He was born to a poor couple. He was raised in a village to a carpenter. You know, he understood and uh, what humility really was. And so it's really important that when we serve in people, we have a humble attitude. Said also that he served with great humility and with tears. You know, Paul was a person who showed his emotions. Um, sometimes you can be served by someone and it's almost like they're, they're stoic. They're, it's, it, you, you can't, there's no, no, nothing coming from them. It's like uh, almost robotic. Paul here was a great emotional person. When he saw someone with need, uh, he, he, he cried about it. He, he would help them. He would look after them. He would teach them. And he cried and showed you know, great emotion. In fact, when he left uh, and said, I'm not going to see you anymore, they were, they were all crying on the beach when he got back in the boat. This was a very real emotional person. And again, there's something powerful when we're serving people with an attitude of humility. And people know we care. We know that actually their plight moves us. When we see someone sick and dying, it moves us, it grieves us. It's so important that we, we show our emotions. And, um, and it actually uh, is, is, is so powerful to those we're serving. So he served the Lord, he served people with humility, with tears, he also said this, I served you with courage, even though I was severely tested, he said, by the plots of the Jews. So while he was serving the people in Ephesus, there was those who were against him. In fact, there was riots, all sorts of things are happening. And, uh, but there was a group of Jews there who basically were plotting against him. The other week I uh, was walking down the Fallowfield Loop, uh, walking my dog and... Uh, there running along was Victoria Armstrong, just a dear friend of mine. I hadn't seen her for a while, actually, because of the lockdown. And uh, there is one brave lady. About 20 years ago, with her husband and two young girls, moved from a pretty suburban area, a uh, nice area, to Gorton. And uh, bought a house. Next door were drug addicts, partying for years. And... Uh, and really difficult, sending the kids to local schools. And, uh, but because she wanted to serve the people of Gorton, she realised the only way to serve them was actually live there, to build what is now the Oasis Centre. And uh, 
amazing courage. You know, serving people takes courage. And uh, sometimes we uh, are faced with real difficulties. Sometimes it's actually difficulties of finance ourselves. Sometimes we're actually, it's costly and we need courage to overcome that. Sometimes actually we have to stand for people's rights. Sometimes we have to stand up to the oppressor on behalf of people. Serving takes courage. Speaking the gospel, serving people with the good news takes courage. And then he says this, serving is hard work. Carrying on through that Acts account, he says in verse 34 of chapter 20, you yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. In everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. Paul knew this, that effectively, as he was preaching the gospel, he could have relied on people uh, giving money. And, uh, you know, that's, that's not a bad thing. In fact, he says, you know, if the preacher is worthy of his wage. Actually, Paul wanted to teach the people of Ephesus something very important, that actually they should look after the weak, they should protect the weak, they should help the weak, actually working hard themselves and so basically this these hands of mine and he was a tent maker made tents enough not only just to supply my needs but actually all the companions that i brought so not only did he night and day preach the gospel but actually set a tent making business up aquila and priscilla we were his partners in that we know that from other accounts and uh, so this is an amazing entrepreneurial, hardworking person. And you know, serving is hard. And we need to get used to hard work. And uh, sometimes that is working hard in our businesses. So actually, it gives us money, which is what Paul was saying. I've got some money now to enable other workers with me to do the job for nothing. And uh, But all things are to help people. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 1, 6 says, he says this to the church there. As apostles of Christ, we could have been a burden to you. So this is a different church. This is not the Ephesus church. This is a, a church at Thessalonica. But we were gentle among you like a mother caring for her children. We loved you so much that we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well, because you have become so dear to us. So again, same idea he's basically wherever he went he was sharing his life surely you remember he said brothers our toil and hardship we work night and day in order not to be a burden to you while we preach the gospel to you so can you see serving paul is basically elevating it to we serve the lord it's not just down to some practical helps Although in the end, that's how it worked out. But we're doing that because, first of all, we love the Lord our God. We serve the Lord our God. And because we do it because we serve the Lord our God, then the way we serve actually is affected by that. We serve in the essence of Christ Jesus. And that's with humility. 
that's with tears we cry with those we're serving who are hurting and ready to see that actually it moves us i remember seeing years ago it was bob geldof when he went to it was ethiopia a big famine this was many years ago now with a thing called live aid and you could tell he was moved and you know when he was moved and uh, crying and crying and feeling the pain of these starving people actually part of that raised millions millions of pounds to help them there's something powerful in that human thing of him showing our concern and we need to also have courage as i said it takes courage to serve and we need in the end hard work there's no shortcut to hard work that's in the end whatever we do in serving that is part of what it is so just to finish matthew 20 28 these are jesus's words even as the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many and he sat down and called the twelve and he said if anyone be first he will be last of all and servant of all so here's the king of glory the son of man the son of god he came to serve he's basically said i didn't come in human form walking into your neighborhood here in israel for you to serve me no i came to serve and in fact the ultimate service was that i would give my life as a ransom for many his life served the ultimate way on a cross for our sins you, you can see how serving and the gospel are so intricately linked we as we serve our neighbor not only in practical things but we serve them by telling them about the lord jesus christ and what he did how he died for our sins how we can have peace with god how we can be reconciled with the maker of the universe how we can die knowing our sins are forgiven and we have a place in heaven if anyone would first he must be last of all and the servant of all hey i love this series on mission eating with people interceding prayer for people serving people this is our worship to the lord god almighty let me pray god i bless you i thank you i thank you lord that you came as the servant of all and i thank you that we have the privilege like paul of serving other people with the gospel with practical helps in all humility i pray god let your church arise let your church arise let people see hey these are the servants of the most high god they are good news good news to the poor lord god i want to bless you and thank you amen